This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. It's amazing. Football is back. Chris, how are you feeling? Adam, it is time. Week one starts tonight, but really, it's Balls Deep week, and we are back with the podcast. Oh, man, I'm so excited to do this again. It's going to be great. I have been just itching and itching for the start of the season, getting right back into the podcast. This is technically season two. Season one is lost on some other account. It's actually not lost. You can probably find it somewhere on Anchor. But season two on the revamped podcast, I would say, um, going completely fresh, putting it out into the world a little bit more. Spotify, iTunes, other platforms a little bit easier to access. This is a podcast that's mainly just for balls deep. So boys, this is for you guys. If other people do seem to find it, just know. Fantasy Football League been going on for near a decade now, yeah. and we just we have such a great time. We're so invested. We just think that we have a very fun league, and if people want to follow along with our journey of the season, feel free. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I hope again anyone who's new and wants to listen, welcome to the team. Everyone else, I'm excited for season two. Adam, are you feeling ready for it or what? Uh yeah, I'm definitely feeling ready. I got some awful news today about one yeah, of my you picks. Antonio Brown, he just seems to be stealing all of the headlines and he's going to steal the start of our show right now because I am just, it really fizzled my excitement for the beginning of the season because yeah, it is his, an important thing he's to talk a about. crazy individual who I thought was, oh, his helmet's all taken care of, his feet seem to be okay. No, he's going to punt a football at Mike Mayock's head. Not actually, but he punted a football at practice. Probably going to be suspended. Who knows for how long. Schefter's saying he's not even going to play for the for Raiders. Open, yeah. No, I don't think, I think he will play, but yeah, so I'm excited for the season, but that definitely put a damper on my start at least. Yeah, it's frustrating for sure, and it's it's hard to completely understand what's going on in that guy's head. I uh, wish him all the best, of course, but like, this isn't ideal for fantasy. He's he's not acting like he should. He's not being a good teammate. He's not being a good player. You can't do that to your GM. Like, no. what are you thinking? Yeah, like, well, he's angry that he got fined for missing practice. Do you think you're above the standard rules for every single player in the NFL? Exactly. Like, what are you doing? You made the decision not to practice. You're getting so much money through this endorsement deal from the helmet. You only lost 50000 But what are you doing calling out your team, your organization on Instagram? Like, they're completely in the right by calling him out here oh, and sure. finding him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so let's let's not take too much of the beginning of the show to All talk right. about Antonio Brown, but I just wanted to voice my anger. And we will probably talk about him when we get into later matchups, but... For right now, the way we want to start off the show is just talking about our draft. So we have decided that we're going to tell you what our opinion is of your best pick in the draft and what your worst pick in the draft was. Um, so Chris, do you want to take it off with some uh, somebody? Yeah, sure. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with Ben's team, Golden Girls. But first, before I say that, I want to say, uh, honestly, like good job to everyone because I just looking over through all the teams, I think everyone... Did a really good job. I do agree. I, going through all the teams, there was no team that looks absolutely garbage. That's another thing. Like our, te- our whole league is very invested, so it's always very competitive. 
and it really could be anybody's season yet again. Yeah, I agree for sure. So let's get at it then. So let's do the Golden Girls. Um, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna rhyme up the whole roster, and then we'll talk about the best pick and the worst pick. Does that sound good? That sounds fantastic. Okay, so we got DeAndre Hopkins, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Austin Eckler, Aaron Rodgers, LaShawn McCoy, Darwin Thompson, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron, Lamar Jackson, Greg Zerline, Cole Beasley, Devontae Parker, and the Houston Texans. All right, so who do you think was his best pick? Okay, so I'm going to go to the 12th round for Ben's best pick. I think it's Lamar Jackson. Um, you'll see a lot of the time... The running quarterbacks, they're, they're very good in fantasy football. He has tons of upside as a running player. If he can improve his passing, he could be, he'll be lights out. Not that I'm saying I think he's going to improve his passing, but this offense wants to do it differently. They want to rely on the running game, and I think that's why that's going to be the best pick. You also have Aaron Rodgers in the seventh, which was also a great pick, and I think you just have a lot of high upside and low downside because what can go wrong? It's a 12th-round pick, and if he hits... He's going to be a top five quarterback, and you got him in the 12th round. And you have trade bay with Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't hit, start Aaron Rodgers, who you got in the seventh. Yeah, so I think I, that was a good pick. I think it was a great pick. He picked him just before I wanted him. So obviously, I'm very high on Lamar Jackson. Of course, Ben is playing me this week. And I'll get into my prediction on what's going to happen with that when we get into our week one matchups. But I do agree that was a very nice pick by Ben there. For sure. Um, who was your worst pick for him? My worst pick for Ben was going to be Amari Cooper in the fourth round. So the biggest thing is I don't, I don't think it's that bad of a pick. I don't. My issue with Amari Cooper is his volatility. I, I can't stand the player, how he is. He's, he's up and down all the time. He's up and down all the time. There's questions with his injury with the plantar fascia and his foot. So who knows how that's going to affect that him on the season. And that's one of those things that does, like, if you don't give it rest, it will just continue to linger. And you can probably play through it. But he's going to be in a lot of pain for a lot of the time. Exactly. Which will just add to his volatility. And I think in the fourth, it's, it's way too early for a guy that you're no, you know is probably going to put up some goose eggs at times. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I don't trust him with this addition to it. Plus, we don't know there's questions around his contract, also Dak's contract. I would just prefer someone else in the fourth. Let let that headache fall a bit later in the draft. For sure. And for me, what I thought for uh, the Golden Girls or Ben's team here, I thought getting LaShawn McCoy in the eighth, now especially being on Kansas City, that was his best pick. You think so, yeah. Super late. I think he will be valuable. I think Andy Reid really likes McCoy. That's why he went and got him right away. And I think he will be stealing a lot of touches away from Damian Williams. And Darwin Thompson now looks like he might not even really touch the field very often. So I thought it was a late pick for a guy that could be started in multiple weeks. He's not going to be an every week starter, but I thought for value-wise, it really worked out for him. I think he can be pretty valuable. I'm not, I'm not going to trust him early in the season because literally he just got there this week. I don't think he's ready to start. Yeah. But it's also important to see. So Damian Willem signed a two-year, $8 million contract. LaShawn McCoy just signed a one-year, $4 million contract. So yeah. basically like their value is the same in the team's eyes. So that is important to see how it's going to go. Obviously, he has history with Andy Reid, so I, I agree. He has some high upside for sure. Yeah, and I thought his worst pick. Now, I'm kind of regretting my choice after some news that I heard, but I thought Todd Gurley so with 17th overall was just too early. I, I think his knee just terrifies me. I didn't really want to touch him. I think that there's going to be a lot of different uh, timeshare going on there. They drafted a running back. They have Malcolm Brown there still as well, which they like tried to keep. I think somebody tried to take them Brown away, and they actively said, no, we're going to match that offer. Yep. So they clearly have some concerns over the knee, and I also have those concerns. So I thought that was just really early to take Todd Gurley. But I also heard that they, it's going to be no sort of pitch count for him in week one. So Yeah, I saw that, and 
That could just be coach speak too. We don't know for sure because obviously they can say whatever they want. Um, my fear for Todd Gurley isn't going to be early season. It's going to be how he holds up for the rest of the season. He, there's not something you can really get away from. Like He's going to have arthritis in his knee no matter what. It's not going to heal. If he just keeps taking a pounding, it's going to get worse and worse. And I think his play will decrease as the season goes down. I think early season he's going to look like a genius. But when it comes to playoff times, we, we really don't know. He's, he could be a league-winning pick. Maybe. He could be. Because if he's, if he's normal Todd Gurley, he should have been the number one overall pick, right? Would you yes. not take him? If, he was the regular, if there was no concerns, if all the stuff at the end of the season didn't happen, then I wouldn't have taken him first overall, which I did have the first overall pick. I would have still taken Saquon. Okay, but right. Gurley would definitely be in that top six picks. But there's just way too many concerns, and I think those are real concerns. Yeah, so dropping to 17... You did mitigate a bit of the risk, but I agree. I, I wouldn't have taken them there either. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next team, Goff and Cold Madison. And we had Dalvin Cook go first, Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Geronimo Allison, Jared Goff, Adrian Peterson, Jer- Jamison Crowder, Carlos Hyde, Dallas Cowboys, Chris Thompson, Kaimi Fairburn, Jay Ajayi, who is no longer on his roster. But I thought his best pick was so Carlos... So first, we're just going to say this is Gould's team, just so for everyone who doesn't know. Yeah. Right off the bat. Um, I thought Carlos Hyde was his best pick in the 12th. Again, most of my best draft picks are going off of the value. Mm-hmm. Definitely taking a shot on Hyde. Gould thought that he was going to be going to Houston, and he was absolutely correct. That yeah, did happen. Yeah. And I don't think Duke Johnson, who was there, was ever going to take that full load. And I think that... Carlos Hyde was a great pick, great value in the 12th there. Um, but, well, what do you think about that, Chris? So, for Carlos Hyde? Yeah. Um, I think it was a good pick in the 12th. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's a good pick. And I think, obviously, that gamble paid off for going to Houston. But I, I do slightly disagree with the Duke Johnson thing. Okay. I think he's going to be way more involved than uh, I originally thought. Because I kind of chirped Steve for that pick. The more things have been running through my mind. I think Duke Johnson actually could be really good this year. All right. Well, so, I think that's where, the spot then where we disagree. I've always been really high on Hyde since he was in San Francisco. Like, I've always liked him. I didn't understand why he's been bouncing around so many teams. Obviously, maybe I'm missing something because so many teams are passing on him. But I have. I think Hyde's going to be excellent, and he's going to take a lot of work from Duke Johnson. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll happens. have to see. This one with Duke Johnson, we should look into it. And maybe try and make a bet between you and I for Duke Johnson because it seems like we're, okay, we're a little so, bit different. Um, do you want to do a, just a straight-up bet who's going to have more fantasy points at the end of the season, Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson? Oh, 100%. All I'm right. all over Duke Johnson. All right, cool. So then let's do a, a beer bet here. We're going to work on a drop, I think, for having the beer bets because yeah. that's going to be a consistent thing. How the beer bet works, we make a bet. Whoever loses has to buy the other person a beer or give them a beer. Generally, they'll drink it on the podcast or whatever. But yep. that's what we'll do. So that's our first beer bet of the season. Yes, it All didn't right? take us long, like I 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's great. <laughs> okay, um, perfect. Yeah, keep and going. And I thought that Gould's worst pick was Chris Thompson. It's in the 14th round, so it's not even that bad. Honestly, I was just scrounging to find a bad pick. And it's... Gould, you, you, did, you drafted excellently. You he did, did a very, very good, very good draft. You don't need to hear this. But I was really happy with the roster that I was looking at. If I had it, I'd be very happy. So great job in your draft. I'd say Chris Thompson, just because Washington's going to be trash. He's always hurt. Even when he was healthy last season, he did not produce that well. I, I love that guy. I've had him on my team two years in a row, but it just he really hurt me last year when I needed a little extra support. So I'm kind of out on him now. 
Yeah. Okay. More than fair there. Okay. So I'm going to say the best pick for Gould here. I think it was uh, George Kittle in the fourth round. I think the value is there. It's fantastic. This guy's going to be a target hog in the system again. You're kind of seeing who's going to be the number one receiver in, in uh, San Francisco. Is it Dante Pettis? Is it going to be Goodwin? Is it going to be Debo Samuel? Like we don't really know. So all that points to me is the consistent contributor that's going to be in that passing game is going to be George Kittle all season. He's awesome. He's going to be a fantastic pick, I think. So good job there. It's not always easy going on a tight end early. So way to be there. Uh, worst pick, I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, my biggest issue with this pick is that you took him right before me, and then <laughs> I went into um, a bit of a rage the rest of my draft. You I went on tailspin. And yeah, it was draft tilt, and that was second round. So when that <laughs> happens, it's not ideal for the rest of your draft. Yeah, you got to pull it together, Chris. Yeah. So yeah, as as Gould or sorry, Gould, as Adam was saying, I think you do have a quite good roster. But there's one thing I kind of want to talk about with your roster. So Dalvin Cook, he's a bit of an injury case in general. He one hasn't season of it. Yeah, two seasons of it. I guess he's not. He hasn't been able to play healthy yet. If he does, if he plays healthy, he's going to be unreal. He's going to be fantastic. He's but an if he can't, running back. He is. He's incredibly talented. But if he gets hurt, I really, really don't like your running back depth. So then you have Josh Jacobs, but you didn't pick another running back until the tenth round, which was AP. AP looks like he might not. He might not even dress week one. They wow. look like they're going to go to Darius Geis for that offense. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know that at that point, but I'm just kind of saying a forecast for your draft now for your team now. Then you have Carlos Hyde, who is someone that you're higher on than I am for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. So that's who you're going to be trying to figure out who your second running back is if he goes down, and I don't think that's a very good position to be in. So we'll see. That's. That's my fear for your team. Other than that, I think you have great depth. I think your starting lineup's pretty fantastic. All right. Do you want to move on to Fornicating Cousins? Honestly, fantastic team name. I was yeah. really pumped. So this is Danny's team. So we got Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, Kenyon Drake, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Daryl Henderson, Drew Brees, Marquise Lee, Rams defense, Kirk Cousins, T.J. Hawkinson, Patriots defense, and then... Mark, Mike Bad Bad Glee, the kicker for the Chargers. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so best pick here for Danny. I'm thinking I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton. So you got him in the fourth round. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of change with T.Y. when we, we don't have Andrew Luck anymore. So that, that completely hurts. But what I'm going to say, I don't think we're going to see the same T.Y. that we saw when we played with Jacoby Brissett before. He has way more time in the system. He's got more time to learn. He's been running this whole preseason with the ones. I think he's going to be a lot better. I like Jacoby, yeah. So I, I actually think this pick isn't as bad. T.Y. started to drop in the fourth round. I have no problem with it there. Any, any thoughts on T.Y. that you want to drop? I've never been a fan of T.Y. Like, at all. Like, I'm, I just never thought that he would be a consistent wide receiver. Like He definitely has a lot of yardage. He struggles to get into the end zone at times, which really can hurt his upside. So he's usually a wide receiver that I avoid. So I don't love the pick just because he's a guy that I normally avoid. All right, more than fair. The worst pick, I think, in this draft was uh, for your team was A.J. Green in the fifth. So things in general just aren't trending well with him. He has that foot injury. He's expected to be out until at least week three. So that's tough in the fifth round to have that. If he comes back and plays healthy for the rest of the year, it's a good pick in my opinion. But my fear is that he's going to either re-aggravate this injury or it's going to cause another injury. He's been battling foot and ankle problems for a long time now. I don't think we're at the end of that. I love A.J. Green. I love his talent. 
but I just I don't think he's safe enough, and I don't like play, taking players this early in the draft who have such a high injury history. Yeah, AJ Green is my boy. He's my favorite wide receiver in the league. He's on my favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to be trash this year. I hope he kind of sits out for an extended period of time because we could probably just kind of dump this season out and hope for draft picks. So keep him out as long as possible. Get that foot fully healed up because you're right. He has had some lower leg injury problems. And he's still an amazing talent. I love his attitude out there. He's the exact opposite of Antonio Brown. And I agree, though. It was way too early for a guy that's going to miss at least two weeks. Probably four, I would actually guess. And even then, who knows? Yeah, who knows what's going to happen for the rest of the year. Yeah. Plus, like, the risk of him coming back, playing a couple snaps, re-aggravating, and then he just goose eggs on your lineup, which he did to oh, me last year. That's brutal. He played, like, three snaps, and I took a zero late in the season. Wow. It's very frustrating. That hurts a lot, for sure. So I'm also clearly bi- a little bit biased. <laughs> but yeah. that's fine. Uh, Adam, what are you thinking here for Fornicating Cousins? Uh, Fornicating Cousins, I thought... I This is a lineup which is the opposite of Gould's. I was struggling to find a good pick and I ended up going with Chris Carson in the third so that's like an earlier round pick but I think Chris Carson is going to be amazing this season it seems like Seattle has figured out that backfield Rashad Penny has not really proven that he can be relied on and Chris Carson can be relied on so I thought that was a great pick and I think he's going to be excellent all year Um, but with his I didn't like that he went double defense and double quarterback it really makes his bench really thin. So I didn't really have a single pick that was his worst pick. I just didn't like the strategy of going with two quarterbacks and two defenses. Okay. Um, yeah. I, because he has, he got the Rams in the 12th and then he got the Patriots in the 15th. He's probably going to stream the Patriots the first week. So sure. Um, but he also has Kirk Cousins in the 13th and Drew Brees in the 10th. I just think that I would rather have more depth at wide receiver in running back rather than have two quarterbacks and two defenses clogging on my roster. No, I'm on the same page there because then he, he limits his upside of somebody hitting in week one now. Mm-hmm. We already we know who Kirk Cousins is. He's not going to surprise us, I don't think. Yeah. And then it's defenses. Sure, what are they going to do? This is when you want to throw out those running backs who might hit. Who knows what's going like to happen. Like Carlos right? Hyde in the 12th. Exactly. That's when you want to do that. So I'm on the same page there. I want to quick talk about Leonard Fournette because I think this is one of, from what I've heard is like was a bit... Um, up in the air. People didn't really like this pick in general. What do you think of the Leonard Fournette pick in this late second? Um, man, I keep flip-flopping on Fournette as the years go on. Like last year, I was out on him. The year before that, I was completely in on him. He's having injury problems. He struggles to stay on the field. This year, I was actually in on him. I okay. did think that I would want to draft him if the situation arose. Didn't really come to fruition. So what if he came back one more pick, because you would have picked. That's true. Would you have taken him at that 2-3 turn? Um, definitely a possibility um, that I would have taken him. I'm trying to think. Oh, he's, <laughs> fine. Yeah, because I would have had... It, Antonio Brown was one of those picks I took yeah. in the second on, on the turn there. And then Adam Thielen. So it's potential I would have taken Fournette instead of Brown and then gone with Thielen. So it's tough to say now, but he definitely would have been a guy that I would have had to ponder for quite a while there. Because I, okay. I did not want Antonio Brown. He just dropped so far that I felt like I had to take him. Okay, that's fair. I think, in general, people seem to... A lot of people are out on Leonard Fournette just because he just keeps getting hurt. He seems like he's not the best teammate. All these different things. From what I see, though, if he stays healthy, he's going to completely dominate this backfield. Yeah, because I think the Jaguars' offense is being very undervalued right now. I think Foles is a very... He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, but that's way better than they had in Bortles. 
and their young receiving core seems to be really growing up with D.D. Westbrook like taking the lead on that. And then with that strong running game of Fournette, I think it's going to be a pretty good offense this year. Again, maybe just slightly above the middle of the pack, but still better than what most people are thinking. Okay, well then fair. All right, ready to move on then? Yes. Okay. So it's cooking into woods, getting chubby. Yes. This is your team. That's my squad. Now, what do I have for you here? Um, I thought that your pick. Sorry, do you want to run through my roster quick? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. It was Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Sony Michelle, Robert Woods, Tevin Coleman, DJ Moore, Dante Pettis, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Jackson, Jared Cook, Alexander Madison, Justice Hill, Damian Harris, Seattle Seahawks, Jarek McKinnon, Giorgio Tavecchio, the kicker. Now, I thought your best pick was Robert Woods in the fourth round. I think he's just super consistent, very well-rounded wide receiver, and just perfect for the style of quarterback that Jared Goff is. Um, so I thought that was probably your best pick. Um, but I thought that your worst pick was Wentz in the eighth. I thought it was just a little too early okay. on Wentz. You must be quite high on the Philadelphia offense, especially because you got Wentz and Deshaun Jackson. Um, I just... I have concerns about Wentz. Again, one of those injury cases. Could be a good offense, but I think they're going to try and run the ball a little bit more than they have in the past, which reduces Wentz's ceiling. And I just thought it was too early to grab Carson Wentz because his caliber quarterback play is not the top tier. And I thought eight was a little too early. Yeah, more than fair. Why I took Wentz here is just I really believe in that offensive line, what they can do. They're going to give them a lot of time. You're right. They're going to probably run the ball a lot more. Way more. They actually have some running backs. Yeah. But I just think the amount of weapons that he has to deal with, either being out of the backfield or with his wide receivers, I think he has a lot of chance for success if he can stay healthy. I think he could be one of the top quarterbacks. If he doesn't, if he gets hurt, whatever else stream. So that's why I took him. I can see what you're saying in the earth round there. I didn't really do a best and worst pick on my team. Robert Woods, I'm, I'm pretty happy with. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I didn't do it on my own team, so fair, let's just keep moving. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. Let's so we're talk. going on to Bolt Gang. Which is, um, whose team is I believe Bolt this Gang? is Alex. It yes, is Alex's is Alex. team, yeah. Okay, so we got Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, Aaron Jones, Zach Ertz, Calvin Ridley, James White, Allen Robinson, Corey Davis, Hunter Henry, Debo Samuel, Jamal Williams, LA Chargers defense, Phillip Rivers, Sam Darnold, Steven Goskowski, and Demarius Thomas. Okay, so best pick that I had for Alex's team is going to be Aaron Jones in the third round. So he's really talented, has a ton of upside. If that offense chooses to run the ball more, he could be very, very good. Um, I do have a couple fears still in general because we don't know. We have a new offensive coordinator. We don't know how things are going to play out. Last year, that team barely ever ran the ball, and they've earned a very good offense. So are they going to turn that around? Are they going to count on this young player who shows promise? I think so, and I think he can be a good pick. What do you think there on Aaron Jones, Adam? Man, I have such a hard time forming an opinion on Aaron Jones just because... So you're saying you don't even have an opinion? I don't even have an opinion. (laughs) Uh, He seems like he's finally kind of taken that number one role, but like you said, there's a whole new regime there. Who knows what the passing to running splits going to be do they still like love Aaron Jones and going to use him as the lead back is it going to be a committee I think there's just so many question marks there is that offense going to be as prolific as it has been in the past not last season but yeah it, it, there's a lot of question marks there so that's why again he was just one of those guys I wanted to try to avoid because there's just so many questions that I didn't know answers for 
Mm-hmm. That's more than fair. So the worst pick I picked here was Hunter Henry in the ninth round. So good, good value on Hunter Henry in the ninth. My biggest issue is that you took Zach Ertz in the fourth. Mm. So what's I just don't know your game plan here. If you're going to try and trade him away, use him as trade bait, it might work. Obviously, I traded for a tight end from you last year, but I just I think there's no uh, there's no way I can ever see myself playing Hunter Henry over Zach Ertz. Oh, for there's, sure. There's no way. And I don't think I'm going to put Zach or Hunter Henry into my flex ever because no. I don't think tight ends are going to be that involved. So that way you're picking someone in the ninth who you are essentially planning, oh, I want to trade this guy. And that's why I don't like the pick. Yeah, I, I had a really tough time looking at Alex's team and trying to choose a best pick and a worst pick. I thought that his best pick was Christian McCaffrey, who was his first round pick. Third overall, who he was either going to take Monkey Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Oh, no, guess Kamara's what? Gone. Kamara's taken. So who are you going to take? It's only Christian McCaffrey. That was your best pick, Alex. Well done. Your Alex. best pick was the only real option that you had. So congratulations, good <laughs> job. And I know I'm sorry, Alex, but this is this, how you, you feel. This whole episode, you are not going to like what I have to say because I do not like your roster at all. Best pick was your first one that you took, and I thought your worst one was Corey Davis in the eighth. That guy, he will. In good matchups, he will get nothing for you. And in matchups that are brutal, he'll get like 20 points. You'll never start him when you're supposed to, and he'll just burn you all year long. Sure, maybe you're taking a shot. Mariota can't even grasp a football anymore because he has no nerves in his elbow. Things are not looking good, I think, for Mariota in that offense. So I was just way out on everybody on Tennessee, and I thought that was a bad pick for Corey Davis. I think you could get way better value players at that spot. There's, there was probably better players to take in the, in the eighth round, I agree there. I think, honestly, the best way I see Tennessee's offense moving forward is going to be with Tannehill. I'm not just saying that because he used to play for the Dolphins. Just from what I've seen in the preseason, that offense looked better with Tannehill. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if that switch does happen. Yeah, and then he could be better, who knows. But I agree, I see very limited upside with Mariota. I don't think he is a good passer. And I don't think he's all that good of a runner either. He's, he's middle of the pack runner too. Yeah, like he's, he's not. not he's well, maybe not a little bit higher than middle of the pack. But yeah, I, I had high hopes for him coming into the NFL when he was drafted. Those hopes are gone. Yeah? Yeah, there, there you gone. go. What do you think about Allen Robinson in the seventh? Is there something that can work out of that? Because what I think here when I look at Allen Robinson is, and a guy who's now in the second year in the system, the whole team's now in the second year of the system with, with Mike Nagy, who is seen as an offensive guru. They had a good-looking offense last year. Is he someone who can take the next step in your eyes? Because I, I think there's a possibility. Yeah, I think he has good upside. I have nothing. I didn't mention him. I think that's a fine pick, and we'll see what happens. It's, it's a fine pick, in my opinion. All right, fine pick. All right, ready to move on? Absolutely. Okay. So it's a Scantling clad, and this is Stu's team. We got Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Freeman, Carrion Johnson, Julian Elderman, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Watson, Latavius Murray, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Anthony Miller, Mark Andrews, John Brown, Baltimore Ravens, Justin Tucker, Jameis Winston, Devin Singletary, and Demarcus Robinson. Right away, the clear best pick for Stu was Devin Singletary in the 15th, especially with everything oh, yeah. that's gone on. That's huge Losing Michelle McCoy. Hindsight, obviously, but that from today, September 5th, right? September yep. 5th. <laughs> Close to that, if not. It is by far his best pick. The 15th round, getting a guy that could could be the number one back on a team, that's incredible. For the running back position, that's so hard to predict. It's so thin. That's an amazing pick. What do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page with Devin Singletary. I think that team is going to use, as I kind of said, they're going to use TJ Yeldon. They're going to use Frank Gore. Yeah. They're going to use Devin Singletary. 
But you have to see the player who has the most upside. Is It's got to be Devin Singletary. Yeah. In a team that does want to run the ball. That's how they want to play their game. Mm-hmm. And you grab him in the 15th round. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm on the same board. Like You don't know that at the beginning of the draft. But sometimes things work out for you very well. And I think that was a fantastic one. So yeah. I'm on the same page there for sure. That's a great pick. Um, I thought his worst pick was on Johnson in the third. Now, there's a lot of hype around on Johnson. I just think that Detroit's offense is going to be trash this year. It's not going to be good. Um, and with C.J. Anderson there, another one of those guys that I don't understand why he bounces around so many teams. He's, he's proven that he can produce in the NFL consistently. And I think C.J. Anderson is going to surprise a lot of people. And he's going to take a lot of touches away from on Johnson. I think C.J. Anderson is a better goal line back, which is going to steal a lot of touchdowns from on Johnson when they're close. I can definitely see that scenario happening out for sure. I definitely agree that that offense is going to be trash. They, they, have, they show no signs of life for me, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. They want to play a running game, and that's kind of the upside of on Johnson. But if you're getting your asses kicked every game, that's not going to work. Ball. you got to throw the ball. And I do agree. I agree more on the um, C.J. Anderson than the Carlos Hyde thing. Because every time I've seen C.J. Anderson play, I, I think he looks fantastic. Yeah. So I'm on the same page there. Not so much on Carlos Hyde, but I, I see what you're saying. And I do see the, the risk of the um, the guy going taking all the um, touchdown line. upside. Yeah, the goal line work. So he's risky. He's talented. He's insanely talented. So he can pay off, but he's risky. Um, what I have for... Wait, so first, do you know the pun with with Stu's team name, Scantling Clad? I have no idea. It's, it's Marcus Valdez Scantling's there. Yeah, but uh, what's the clad? I don't know. Are we missing something? And also, I just see. realized I didn't go down his... Did I go down his roster? Oh, yeah, I did with Zika Elliott and all that, right? No? Uh, yeah, I said Marcus Valdez Scantling. Yeah, yeah, you, did. Yeah, My you bad. did that. Keep going. Okay, uh, I think the best pick is going to be Deshaun Watson in the sixth round here. So, I think he has a... If it's not going to be um, Patrick Mahomes is the best overall quarterback this year, I think it's going to be Deshaun Watson, especially when they add Laramie Tunsil now. Oh, that offensive yeah. line got so much better. Just how everything's kind of coming together for that team. They have Kenny Stills, another offensive weapon, which, which can't hurt. So he has an opportunity to be fantastic if he can stay healthy. He is a, like, the best dual threat running or quarterback in the league, in my opinion, because he can run really well and he can also throw really well. That's the thing. A lot of these running quarterbacks, their passing is average, and Deshaun Watson's average is, sorry, is not average. He's a very good passer. Yeah, he's, I think he's awesome. So I like that pick. Uh, the worst pick, in my opinion, is going to be Mark Andrews in the 10th round. Really? I thought so, that's an amazing pick. So I, I, I like Mark Andrews. That's, don't get me wrong here. But the issue with it is one round earlier, Hunter Henry went in the 9th. So if I'm trying to compare those players, I see way safer floor with Hunter Henry, and I also see higher upside with Hunter Henry. So one round apart, that's just not there for I me. Don't I don't agree think... with the upside. I agree with the floor, but I think Mark Andrews has a way higher uh, ceiling than. I just think I don't think this team can pass well enough. I really don't. Fair I enough. think he's gonna be he's gonna be the go to guy, and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Mark Andrews can bust out. He really can. I just don't think he has the, the ceiling of Hunter Henry because I don't think this team can pass very well. But. I just think it's a reach because I think you could have got him a couple rounds later. That's my issue with the pick in general. Fair is why I think you probably could have got him a couple rounds later. Yep. I could be wrong, but that's why I'm I'm kind of a little bit out on it. All right, let's move on to my team. I want to hear what you have to say about me, Chris. All right, Miles of Brown and AB's Hooper. Let's see what goes on here. So we got Saquon Barkley, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Miles Sanders, D.D. Westbrook, Matt Breida. James Washington, Kalen Balazs, Michael Gallup, Justin Jackson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Austin Hooper, 
New Orleans Saints, and then Eddie Pinero as your kicker. All right, so best pick, I'm going to go with D.D. Westbrook in the sixth round. I think we both know that we are, we are big fans of I'm D.D. I'm so in on D.D. I love that gentleman. So we were kind of already talking about how you think that offense has a chance to move forward. Yes. I do. I agree on that sign, too. And I think if with John Filippo coming in as that new offensive coordinator, he has a chance to be the new Stefan Diggs in that offense, be a target hog. And I think he's the best receiver in that core, so I think he can be really, really good. He's that guy who I think can take the next jump to being a really good wide receiver if Nick Foles can follow there. So in the sixth round, I think it's a fantastic pick. I'm a Great. big fan there. And obviously you love DD as well. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think was my worst pick? I'm going to go with um, Kalen Balazs in the ninth round. I'm glad round. you said that. Keep going. You're thinking, you wanted me to say it. Or you're no, no, no. Keep going. Say, yeah. no, no. Okay. Kalen Balazs, I don't think he's a very good pick. So he's trash. He's garbage. Keep going. <laughs> this offensive line is, was literally the worst offensive line in the league. With an above-average starter <laughs> at left tackle in, in Laramie Tunsil. Guess who we just lost? The above-average starter in Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. This line is fucking horseshit. They're so bad. So that's going to be the biggest issue. This guy relies on having a good line blocking for him and then trying to bust the He averaged 2.2 yards per carry this preseason without Kenny and Drake there. Wow, what was I thinking? It's not going to be good, man. It's really not. This team is going to be in like negative game strips all the time. That means relying on Kenny and Drake. I think it's going to be scary. I don't think he'll be on your roster for very long. Yes. So, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper when we get into the matchups of my plans for Kalen Balage um, and his. Is it the waiver one? Yeah. It's pro- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, I did actually do my own team because okay. I wanted to. Um, I am pumped with my pick of Matt Brenda. I knew you were going to say Brenda. I, I think love Brenda. Yeah. Matt Brenda. Brenda. He is fantastic. I think, especially with Jarek McKinnon just having no knee, and Tevin Coleman last year, he had the opportunity in an amazing offense to be that number one running back, to really take off when Freeman got injured in Atlanta, and he did nothing. Like, he was not that good. No, he wasn't. Brenda proved that he can get in there, he can play through some minor injuries and still produce very well. I'm huge on Matt Brenda this year. I think that he is going to be my dark horse player that's really gonna help me he's given me a lot of depth and i think that he's gonna be a great asset to my team for sure um i also enjoyed my justin jackson pick in the 11th especially with melvin gordon still not there who knows what's gonna happen i like my depth at the running back position so that's why balage is gonna be fucking see you later and probably on the show i'm probably gonna drop them oh, um, on the show yeah do it live We're gonna do it fucking live right now <laughs> uh, but i thought that my worst pick was blush guess what yeah there yep. you go so we can move We're on, on to the next one. okay i just want to quick talk about brita because i actually agree i think he's a great pick going back in the situation so i took tevin coleman at the end of the fifth you took brenda at the beginning of the seventh or maybe at the end of the seventh doesn't matter i do think you got better value looking back on the draft. So I think both players are going to be very good. I think they're both going to have a great opportunity because I think it's just these two and this team runs the ball very, very well. Mm -hmm. But value-wise, I think you got the better player. So good pick on that one. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Yep. All right. Are we good to move on then? Yeah, man. Uh, The team is Hard Men. Great team name. (laughs) I love Hard Men. I believe, is this, who is this actually? I think it's Taylor's team. Yeah, it's Taylor's team. Yeah. Okay. So I'll run through the roster here. We got David Johnson, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Philip Lindsay, Evan Ingram, Darius Geis, Tony Pollard, Russell Wilson, Kiki Cutie, Tyrell Williams, Kareem Hunt, Ben Roethlisberger, Denver Broncos, Will Lutz, and Miko Hardman. 
Okay, while I quick look through this roster, he's had some pretty big news just going around his team in the past little while. Stefan Diggs just got diagnosed with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Literally just did, I think, today. Yes. Which sucks. That really sucks. Because those can obviously linger. That sucks. I Darius Thielen, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, obviously Evan Thielen really helps with that. And Darius Geis getting named this dude who could get a ton of carries coming up. That's huge. Oh, yeah. Tony Pollard, tons of obviously obvious news around Zeke with that is crazy. So, And Tyrell Williams with Antonio Brown issues. His team has had a lot of change since the draft. Wild change. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about your picks? Sure. I, I thought that Geis now is an excellent pick in the seventh because he like they've pocked they want to feed him the ball they they said that adrian peters is not gonna as many carries they're gonna mm-hmm. try and run this thing through geis i was so out on him just with so many injury issues just so many things going on but somehow some way he's weaseled his way into being that number one guy in the coach's eyes and if he stays healthy like they got to do something it's gonna be one of those things washington's gonna be terrible though so it, we'll see what happens with him can he produce like he was just he was just Expected wow. to. Thank yeah. you. Expected to last season. Because last season there was a lot of hype around him. It really died down. So I think getting him the seventh now that he's going to be the number one back is very good. Um, but um, I think him taking Kareem Hunt in the 12th is a massive mistake. Oh, was, that's my, what I have for the worst pick too. And that might be the worst pick in the draft. I, I think, think so it too. was a horrible pick. You're going to be playing until week 10. Week 10. And if that happens, you're gonna you're not even gonna want to just play him without seeing him play at all. If you wanted him that badly, leave him on the waiver wire and take him in like the week five. If you if you really want him that badly, like really you should take him in like week seven or something. If you like you're interested in having him hold him there for a couple of weeks, but having him on your bench for nine weeks before you actually get to play him and who knows what his role is gonna be. Exactly, there's no guarantees when he comes back. It's yeah. not like he's gonna be the starter. Well, no, he, well, there's a chance he could. I'm not saying he can't. But can. likely not. Yeah. because If Nick Chubb keeps playing well, Nick Chubb looked fantastic last year. It's not like Kareem yeah. Hunt's coming into the situation where they don't have a good first back. I'm not just saying that because I have Nick Chubb on my team. No, I what agree. we're seeing is this guy, he's not even allowed in the facility until week 10. Yeah. Because he's completely suspended. So it's not like he's like, oh, okay, so I got the, I've got the training. I've got the, the playbook in mind. I'm kind of seeing what we're doing as a team. He's not allowed at anywhere around the facility. He has no clue what's going on. He can't build a rapport with this team with the yeah, running backs. a new team, too. Yeah, like. it's different. So I don't think it's there. I think it's a bad pick. And you're going to just be looking like, oh, shit, I really want this guy off the waiver wire. It's a bad pick, and you're bad. You're bad, Taylor. Yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> pick, man. That's such a roster clog. So I hate that one. All right. Um, all right, I, I wanted did, to say... I, I said, you didn't, you, did you say anything about his best pick for you? No, I didn't, but I do want to talk about Darius Geis quick, too. Okay. My only fear is that hamstring. Oh. Hamstrings can linger, so if it goes that way, that sucks. If it doesn't, if he's completely healed, I think it can be a really good pick. But that offensive line is also trash, and they're also going to be in negative game scripts, too. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I think he could be great. The best pick, in my opinion, was Tyler Lockett in the fourth round. So I really, I really wanted Tyler Lockett this year. I think he can be really good. I know he was hyper-efficient with the team last year, but I think he's stepping into a position where he's maturing as a receiver and also the team can afford to give him more targets in the passing game. If that happens, obviously his efficiency is going to come down, but I think his targets and his receiving yards are going to really go up. I think he's a great young receiver who's going to be stepping up into a big role, so I really like that pick. I agree. I, I do think that Lockett is going to be stepping forward this year. Okay, did he never drop a ball, or was he like he had a very very high? It was perfect passer rating. Yeah. Okay, so there yeah. you go. Like he he definitely has the trust of Russell Wilson, and with not a lot of options there, with Doug Baldwin retiring very young, I think he's their offense is going to try to run through Chris Carson 
And when it's not Chris Carson, it's going to be Ty Lockett. Yep, I'm on the same page there. Okay, so we're going to do Cook Baker, Touchdown Maker, which is Nolan's team. I think that is the best name on in the league, by the way. I think Nolan deserves some prop props. That is an excellent name. That is a sweet name. Props, Nolan. I, yeah, I hope you feel good because I agree. It's a sweet name. <laughs> uh, we have Devontae Adams, James Conner, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Josh Gordon, Jordan Howard, Baker Mayfield, Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, Malcolm Brown, Chicago Bears, Mohamed Sanu, Gio Bernard, Tracon Smith, and Robbie Gould. All right, so the best pick I have for your team, Nolan, is going to be James Conner in the second round. So you grabbed him with the 18th overall pick, which I think is fantastic value. If this guy went in the middle of the first round, I would have been completely fine with it. This is a team that runs the ball very, very well. They have an insanely good offensive line. They're very underrated. People don't talk about how good that offensive line is. And he's in a position where he can be the third or the a three down back. I'm not really worried about Jalen Samuels just because Mike Tomlin has not in the past used a third ever, down back. Like yeah. almost ever. So James Conner showed nothing to me but being a good pick and you grabbed him in the middle of the second round. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. That is a, a good pick. He definitely could have been a player that went in the first and you got him like middle, early end of the second, but still in the second. Yeah, it was a great pick. Uh, the worst pick in my opinion is going to be Jordan Howard in the seventh round. Mm. So my biggest issue, so I really feel like Miles Sanders is going to take over this backfield very fast. I, I think so. I think it's going to be like a week one thing. I really do. I don't awesome. think James. I don't think Jordan Howard has a hold on this backfield at all. They're both new players coming to an offense. Jordan Howard was offered in a trade for Melvin Gordon. Yes, it just shows me that they're not big on this guy. I don't think he has much um, upside at all. And the second part of it is that he's a starting running back for Nolan's team in the seventh round. He's the second running back that he took, so that really is scary for your roster because I don't what think he's going to be take good. a tight end so early in Travis exactly. Kelsey. You, yes, get, you get Travis Kelsey, who is incredible, but then your running backs. Pay for it. Yeah, your running backs or receivers pay for it, right? And obviously, in this case, it's the running back. So I'm I'm not a fan of Jordan Howard at all. Very fair. Um, I thought that Nolan's best pick was Josh Gordon. Uh, yeah, there's I not a huge amount of wide receiver options in New England. They have definitely started to move towards going through the running back as Tom Brady ages. But Tom Brady is the goat for a reason. Josh Gordon is electric when he's on the field. He has a year in the system, almost a year, almost a full year. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really going to add into his production. And I think having Josh Jordan in the six is a great pick. Yeah, I think he's going to have a slow start, which is kind of expected. He hasn't been around the facility yet, but we have to understand like the talent this guy has. Yeah. If you put him in the right situation, he stepped into a very, very difficult situation in New England. Like Players in their first year in New England don't do well because the offensive system and the playbook is very very complicated he stepped in and he played fantastic yeah he did so what can he do when he has more time when he can understand it a bit more i think there could be great things and i'm a big josh gordon fan there's, in general. Ma- there's massive risk for obvious oh, 100%, reasons yeah like if you go to his instagram page he's definitely still smoking weed like a hundred percent so he's smoking the dope eh? well like exactly we'll see what's going on <laughs> if you go to that instagram page there's some wild shit so I'm gonna have like to look. Oh, yeah no, no yeah you could definitely chris after this podcast check it out because okay. especially like last season after each week he would like post a video of just like the most trippy wild visuals of his week it was <laughs> insane so uh, I love him though. anybody who's listening check that shit out because it's wild right. um and i thought that his worst picks uh, would be Peyton barber and ronald jones in the ninth and tenth both those running backs are garbage they are terrible 
Sure, somebody has to take the lead role. No, no, no. Both of them are going to be trash. They're both going to be on the field and both of them are going to be awful. They're just going to steal from each other, get 30 yards a game, and then just shit their pants and die. Like They're just terrible players. And I know that they're probably going to be a little bit better on the offense with Bruce Arians there. And he wants a guy that can block and like be out there and catch balls. But I just I think both those were just – I would not touch them at all. They're terrible running backs. They're just lucky that there's nobody else there. Yeah, I think – you just assume like, oh, I have a starting running back from a team. He must have some value, but I'm on the same page that I don't think these guys have value. If you watched week three of the preseason when Tampa Bay played Cleveland, they both had negative yards on the game. Yeah, it was like, yeah, negative five yards for one guy, negative three yards for the next guy that comes in. It was, it, it was, was bad. Terrible. That team, the biggest thing is that team can't run the ball just in general. Yeah, the running, their their O line's bad. So I I agree. I don't think you're safe when you take Jordan Howard and then these guys after. Like, yeah. There's, I don't see any upside to it. I think it's, it's pretty scary. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, let's do it. Um, you do it. You do it. All right. So we got Black Magic Curse. The Brandon, Warlock. The Warlock. Brandon's Brandon. team. We got Lev Bell, Damian Williams, Melvin Gordon, Patrick Mahomes, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard, Emmanuel Sanders, David Njoku, Jalen Samuels, Devin Funchess, Raquel Armstead, Cleveland Browns defense, Vikings defense. Greg Olson, and then Aldrich Rosas. Okay. Do you want me to start with these guys? Go for it. Okay. Best pick, in my opinion, on this team is going to be Mike Williams in the fifth round. So I completely agree. He's, he's really fucking talented. He's a really good player. He's coming into his third year in the NFL now. Obviously, he, you can show see from last year, I think he had 11 total touchdowns. The guy can catch. He's a red zone threat. He can catch the, the contested catch ball. He's awesome. So And especially if... We can't really trust Keenan Allen just in general. He seems to have a bit of an injury history. Mm-hmm. I can see this offense just kind of turning towards Mike Williams being like, all right, he is now our new number one. We can start to work Keenan Allen into an underneath role, focusing our offense through Mike Williams. Is it, was it Tyrell Williams I went to Oakland that was on yeah, uh, the Chargers is. last year? Yeah. So, again, there's another wide receiving option gone. With Melvin Gordon gone, they're probably going to run the ball a little bit less. They're going to have to throw the ball more often, I think, with... Um, Keenan Allen getting that double coverage as the number one wide receiver. Mike Williams will be very open, and I just think that Mike Williams is going to have an excellent year this year. Yeah, I really agree there. The worst pick in my mind is taking Melvin Gordon in the third round. Yeah. So that was all, we're on the same page with Brandon's team here. Okay, are we, did you do the same pick? Exactly the same pick. Okay, yeah, so we just keep rolling with it. So Melvin Gordon in the third, I think there's a very, very, very high chance that he holds out until week nine of the regular season. Yep. Then he comes back, finishes off the season, becomes a free agent next year. So once he comes back, I think the team's going to use him a ton. That's fantastic. But that means your third-round pick doesn't play for the first nine weeks of the season. It's like a Kareem Hunt situation, except there's the possibility that he could return. Yeah, there is a chance. It doesn't seem that way, though. I don't think he's coming back either. I also don't think he's going to get traded. The team's asking for way too much. The team isn't even negotiating a new contract with him anymore. Like, we're done. If he comes, he comes. I think he has no more cards to play. If he wants to just hold out, save his body, I think that's his plan. And that means this guy is rotting on your bench. Your third round pick is rotting on your, your bench for, for most of the season. That's that's gonna kill. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure. So what do you? Anything and else to add I, on I, I, You really nailed it. That, like you hit the points. We had the same players, same mindset. Fuck you, Brandon. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, a shower. I shower with my socks. Now, props to the name. I like. Yeah, it. yeah. honestly, thank you, Fraser, for just diving in on. The, the punishment now, if you're unaware, 
dildo punishment. If you get last in this league, you get a giant purple dildo that's crudely nailed to a board. Yeah. And our boy Fraser here got it twice in a row. So yeah, you have to hang that from your wall for the entire year. Yes, it needs to be in your room hanging there. Now, we had somebody not wanting to follow those rules. So I had to be elected as director of punishment to enforce these rules on whoever gets this dildo into the future, making some adjustments because we are growing up a little bit. We're getting a little bit more mature. We are a little bit of adults. Life happens and, you know, wives, all that good and good stuff. So we have decided that for last year for not having the dildo in the room, he is now going to have to, every Sunday of the football season, have socks on, step into a filled tub or have a shower with socks on and he cannot remove those socks for the rest of the day until he goes to sleep. Well, now that is an awful punishment. So much. I gave him options. There was three different options there. I, I, we're going to keep those behind closed doors, but he chose the wet sock option. And then he's also going to fulfill his dildo duties this year and have it up in his in his residence up until April 30th. So that is the punishment because he has gone last place twice in a row. But let's move on to this season. Let's see if there's going to be some improvement for I shower with my socks. I feel like he did a relatively good job with his draft this year. I think. Relatively well. But Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, OJ Howard, Will Fuller, Royce Freeman, Matt Ryan, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenny Stills, CJ Anderson, Dion Lewis, Jacksonville Jaguars, Ito Smith, and Jake Elliott. So the impression I got was that you were going to rip this roster to shreds. Am I on the right track there? Not, honestly, not that much. I did hear news that Odell is having trouble going full tilt because yeah, of this hip injury. Speed, yeah. So that is wildly disconcerting for sure for Fraser. Um, I think... I liked that Odell Julio stack in the beginning, but now Julio is injured often. Odell seems to have be injured often. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry as his third pick, that I think is his worst pick because they, sure, maybe they figured it out at the end of the season that we just need to keep running Derrick Henry. They've been saying that for like two years now. Yeah, that's and not it just a doesn't happen. Situation. So yeah. I just think that Derrick Henry was running against tired defenses near the end of the season. He can be electric. That 99-yard run last year was incredible. I've watched that highlight so many times. Love that play. But he's just not going to be consistent enough for you, especially as your number one running back, saying that his best pick was David Montgomery. I think he is going to be incredible this year. His situation in the Bears' offense is perfect for him. They're going to want to run the ball a lot. They have a fantastic defense, run out that game. I think David Montgomery was an excellent pick. Derrick Henry was an awful pick. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page with both of those players, actually, too. You can see the path to greatness for Derrick Henry, but we've seen it for a couple of years. It hasn't come together. So I'm, I'm not a fan of that pick, and I don't like it there either. Again, I'm on the exact same page with David Montgomery, so I don't have much to add there. My best pick for him was O.J. Howard in the sixth round. Mostly, this dude's a fucking animal. He's so big. He's so strong. If he can stay healthy in a Bruce Arian system... I'm hoping that he can be a fucking monster. My, if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he's huge. And I realize that in the past, Bruce Arians hasn't really focused on the tight end, but he hasn't had a talent like O.J. Howard before. I think he's smart enough to see talent, how to use it. Also, James Winston loves throwing to the tight end. Yeah. So I think this can be an unreal pick if he stays healthy. I think it's still early, though. 
I think six rounds is still early for that tight end. I think you could have probably dropped it down to at least seven or eight for OJ. For OJ Howard, okay. I I don't think he would have gone that much later, Fair but enough. who knows? Um, I think the worst pick is Tariq Cohen in the fifth. So it's not so much that you took Tariq Cohen. I think he's a good player. I think the value's fine there. But you took David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen as starters on your team. I think you got to diversify your bonds, bitch. <laughs> and once you have two Chicago Bears running backs in your starting lineup, you're going to limit your upside. Yeah. These guys are going to steal touchdowns from each other. Sure, you're going to have a safe floor, but your ceiling is not there anymore. So that's why I don't like it from a roster construction point of view. Safe Sally Fraser. Yeah, that's 100% who he is. That being said, Will Fuller's not a safe player. The dude's either unreal or he's hurt. <laughs> that's one of the two. But we'll see. But yeah, just in general, I think Frazier did a better job drafting than he normally does. He did a better job, that's for sure. Yep. All right, good job, um, Frazier. Now let's go with Bush did 9-11, which is Steve's team. Last team in the league. Now he had Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack, Duke Johnson, Jarvis Landry, Alshon Jeffrey, Rashad Penny, Vance McDonald, Cam Newton, Dante Moncrief, DK Metcalf, Naheem Hines, Philadelphia Eagles, Harrison Butker, Cameron Artis Payne, Jacoby Brissett. All right. Too early for a kicker in the 14th round. Yeah, especially for, like, Harrison Butker. Like, sure, okay, he's on Kansas City's, like, high-powered offense, but, like, that's yeah, too early. He would have been the first kicker I'd take, but I'm not taking him in the 14th. There's too much value still there. There's players around. He could have had Devin Singletary there. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you fucked it, Steve. You did. <laughs> you fucked it. No. All right. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about You want to go first here? Sure. Um, I, I, this is another one of those situations. I thought there was no real great pick. I thought his best pick was Michael Thomas, his first overall pick. Oh, I think Michael Thomas was your first pick. Yeah, that, I know that was it was a, that same situation with Alex. But really, now we're gonna get into the trade very very shortly. His real best pick now is DK Metcalf in the eleventh. Yeah, it did turn out. To and be you great know, what? I just want to talk call. about it right now. Okay, there was a trade in the league, DK Metcalf. For 50 fab, Brandon gets DK Metcalf. Steve gets 50 fab for a player he took in the 11th round. What are you doing, Brandon? Incredible job, Steve. That is amazing. Sure, DK could step up, but there's so many questions. There's no guarantees. 50 fab is massive. That's half the amount of fab that we have in our league. Your flexibility is insane. You can go balls deep on so many waiver wire options now you are way ahead of everybody else in the league and on the flip side brandon's flexibility is like gone on the waiver wire if dk metcalf does not pay off brandon is screwed yeah that that's ridiculous so i just want to know say dk metcalf was on the waiver wire how much fab would you pay just hypothetically just off the top of your head I'll, I'll, liberally, I'll go 25. 25? Like, liberally, I'll go 25. That'd be 25. the highest you'd do. So when I was talking with Danny last night, he said he'd probably do 10. Okay. I think I would be around 6. Well, it's kind of... Okay. But I'm not, I'm not big on DK. I'm not at all. I do see some upside there, but I want to see it first. 50 fab when we haven't seen it when he's dealing with a knee injury. That is scary. Oh, yeah. He's, it's scary. Okay. Rookie wide receivers do not jump out and get fantasy points generally. No, I see... The value is he's going to run straight, be big, and catch a ball. He's no Calvin Johnson. There's no, that, there's no chance. All right. So you said... So, okay. Yeah, so either Michael Thomas or DK Metcalf were Steve's best picks. Yeah. Um, and anything else you want to say about the trade, though? 
Yeah, I think you you hustled right. the shit out of him. So well done, Steve. <laughs> yeah, awesome job, Steve. Brandon, you're a fucking idiot. Um, but this is what he does. He just does wild shit, and if it pays off, I was oh, he's a genius. He's a wizard. No, his dark magic is gonna screw him once again. <laughs> Last year, most points scored four misses the playoffs. That's what happens when you deal with dark magic, Brandon. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen this year, buddy. Um, and I thought Steve's worst pick, this moves straight on, is Duke in the fourth. So Duke okay. Johnson, again, this, this, we've, this we've, is where yeah, we've made our, we've so made our bet. And yeah. th- this is what I thought was Steve's worst pick. Fourth round for Duke Johnson for a guy that I don't think is going to get all of the work. He'll get some passing. Houston generally doesn't pass the running back very often, though. So I just think that his ceiling's a little bit lower. I think that was a bad pick too early in the fourth. Okay, so yeah, I, I ripped him a bit for it. I think the fourth may have been too early. But what if he's not just a third down back? What if he can do it all? He won't. He can't. But what if he can't? He has never done it. Doesn't mean he can't do it. He's been playing in a position where he's been a third down back. Just because he's played as a third down back doesn't mean that's what he is. He's a big dude. He can carry a load, in my opinion. They now have a slightly better offensive line with Laramie Tunsil. So I think things can go the right way. By the way, this is my best pick for you, Steve. Because I think it can really pay off. I'm all in on this. This is your, this is your best pick this for him? This is my best pick no and way. your worst pick. So see, clearly we're completely on the opposite oh, yeah. side here. If he could really crush this, he's on a really good offense. This You're team an is, idiot. This, that's his best pick? You're fucking out of your mind. I don't think he had a good team. You're I out of your mind. Well, look, look at your best picks. You don't think he had a good pick either. <laughs> okay, but that's what I'm Fair enough. But I just think there's a chance. He's not that small. Let's see if he can do it a lot. They also paid a third round pick to get him on their team. That's not someone, in my opinion, who you just want to use as a third down back. You're not, it's different if you're drafting a guy in the third round. They paid this guy. They have to pay him a contract, and they gave up a third round pick for him. That shows me that they are invested in this guy, both with capital and with financial. That's before the gem, Carlos Hyde, entered their life. Oh, man, that guy's been on so many teams, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. But let's move on, because we've been talking about him for a bit now. Yeah. We've had a couple shots at it. Um, I think the worst pick is going to be Joe Mixon in the second round. So Joe Mixon's a very, very talented player. I can see the talent. But that offensive line is so bad. It is so bad. It's real bad. A lot of injuries, people contemplating retirement, all this nonsense. Exactly. It's a really bad offensive line this year. So that's scary. The team's going to be in negative game strips a lot. So he does have a three-down skill set, which is fantastic. But the team does love Gio Bernard a lot. So much so that they just gave him another contract, too. Where they paid him a significant amount of money. So I don't think Joe Mixon is in as good of a situation as people think. I think you're focusing too much on the talent of Joe Mixon, not as much on the situation where he's playing in the Cincinnati backfield. So I don't like his, that pick there. I agree. Okay. Um, yeah, he was, I was not taking him at, at all at, in the drafts for sure. Um, now, that, there you go. That's the draft recap there. Went really deep on a lot of players. And we have a new segment for this season of the podcast. Woo! And I'm excited for it. It's going to be the gauntlet. Now, it's basically like a survival system. If you have the least points for in a week, you are eliminated from the gauntlet. Now, you are playing for an incredible trophy that Chris has picked up with so much consideration at Valley Village. And it is a beautiful goblet with a kind gentleman's face right on it we'll be sending a picture of this gem this trophy that you should be competing your hearts out for to steve and alex to put on the instagram page you'll see it very shortly but it's it's amazing and 
realistically, every single week, one player is eliminated if they have the lowest scoring. And by the end, it would be like week 12 or 13. Whoever's left over wins the gauntlet for this year. We're going to continue to do this all, like for the seasons year, coming, yeah. coming and coming. And it's just a nice little wrinkle that we're going to add to the league and to the podcast. So we'll be tracking that every single week. We'll give you updates on who's eliminated, who has been dominating. You could get the highest score one week and then the least the next week and you're gone. So you've got to be consistent. Just like that, yeah. So really in the beginning, you just need to not get last. Just... Don't get last. Don't get last. As soon as you're last, you're eliminated from the people that are still inside the gauntlet tournament. And in the end, hopefully you guys have some fun. Another thing to track as we go throughout the season. So, Adam, I know you like this trophy here. I love it. But I think you haven't given it enough credit. Okay. Picture me as Indiana Jones going through Value Village when he's looking at all those cups, trying to pick oh, the right cup. Yeah, it's the Holy Grail or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know but... it is. It's one of the... And you're like, if you pick yeah, the we're wrong one, you die. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's the cup. We got the right cup. You're, you're correct. That's exactly the situation. And I love it. You guys are going to want to drink out of this thing because it's going to be the thing that gives you infinite life. It will not kill you. Yes. Fantastic. Great call. Immortality. Um, it's now, a without further ado, we are already about an hour into this thing and we haven't even gone into week one. We knew it was going to be a longer one because we had to do the draft and the week one. We'll try not to make this thing too long because we want you to listen to it before week one starts. Thursday night, Packers versus Bears, what a rivalry, but let's get into it. Chris, let's go with you. Okay, we're going to do Cooking in the Woods, Getting Chubby versus Black Magic Curse. That's me versus Brandon, so starting lineups for us. We have Carson Wentz, Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, Jared Cook, Tevin Coleman, Dan Bailey in the Seahawks defense versus Brandon's starting lineup, who is Patrick Mahomes, Lev Bell, Damian Williams, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams, David Njoku, Emmanuel Sanders, Aldrich Rojas, and then the Browns defense. Anyone you want a quick highlight, Adam, on these rosters? Um, no, you're busy. It's no, all good. You go with for it first. Okay, so what I'm going to do first, I want to talk about some, some big matchups. My fear with Carson Wentz playing against Washington, that's who we have. It's a shit defense, but are they going to get so far ahead that they start running the ball? That's my fear here. I also want to see what Tevin Coleman can do against Tampa Bay. This is going to be a big week to see... Is it going to be a lot of Brenda? Is it going to be a lot of Coleman? I really want to kind of see what happens. It's going to be Brenda. So in general, I like. I think my team has like relatively good volume, but I don't know if the upside's there. We're kind of going to see what happens. I don't really think um, what's his name, Black Magic Curse, has that good of a team. I don't like his receivers, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard, and Mike Williams. I think that's trash starting wideouts. So. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. I'm picking myself to win. Yeah, he's going deep on Kansas City, which normally would be good. He did that last year with having Mahomes and Kelsey. This year he has Mahomes, Damian Williams, and Sammy Watkins. They got a really tough matchup against Jacksonville. So I think that they're not going to score as many points as they will for the rest of the season. I think that you're going to take it this week. I'm taking you as well, Chris. Yes. Black Matter's going down. All All right. right. Um, Next matchup here. We're going to dive into my matchup here. Just make it nice and simple. It is Miles of Brown and AB's AB Hooper versus Golden Girls. My starting lineup is Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Dee Westbrook, Cooper Cup, um, Austin Hooper, Matt Brenda, Matt Prater, and the Bills. Did not have Prater on my team until about 15 seconds ago. That's why I was a little distracted. I have dropped Kalen Balaj. I did not have a kicker on my roster. Reason for that is I had Prater. I dropped him to pick up Frank Gore, who is now on my bench. I think that's a beautiful little stash. So I was trying to play a little bit of mind games. I also had no idea who I wanted to drop. And then 
literally just today before the podcast, I was like, it's definitely Belage. Like a hundred percent, I'm driving Belage. Gotta be him, yeah. So that's why I have the kicker in there now. Ben's roster is Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins. Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Eric Ebron, Austin Eckler, Greg Zerline, and the Texans defense versus New Orleans. And guess what? I think Lamar Jackson is going to run for 150 yards and at least one rushing touchdown. Three total touchdowns, I think, for him. And he also has Mark Ingram, who I think is going to get 80 um, all-purpose yards and a touchdown. They're going to dominate Miami. I am picking Ben against me. Fuck, this is awful for me, especially with Antonio Brown screwing me over. Yeah, like that definitely hurts. I think a couple of your players are in a relatively good position. Like Adam Thielen's in a good spot playing against Atlanta at home, especially with the questions around Stefan Diggs. I think D.D. Westbrook playing at home against Kansas City is also very good. That's going to be a high-scoring game no matter what, and I don't think that the corners or the defense in general in Kansas City is very good. So I think he might be able to take advantage of that. You got lucky being able to move Matt Brenda. Sorry, not lucky. Good job being able to move Matt Brenda into your I feel like I have a deep position. Bench. You do, so it's fantastic. You kind of saved it having to deal with Antonio Brown's um, issues, so that's fantastic that you can do that. I also see the benefit you're talking about against playing Miami's defense for Baltimore. And I think with Todd Gurley being week one. Week one, he should be fine. He should be. All right, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Ben as well to beat right. you. I think it's going to be a lot closer than most people think, though. I think you've got to... Couple good matchups. I think you got a good. It'd be shot. a lot closer if I had AB. I think. Yeah. All right. What's the next match we want? All right. We'll do Bush did nine eleven versus Goff and Cold Madison. Love it. So we got Steve versus Gould here. All right. Starting lineup for Steve. We have Cam Newton, Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack, Alshon Jeffrey, Juice Landry, Mike Thomas, Vance McDonald, Duke Johnson, Harrison Butker in the Eagles defense versus Jared Goff, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith Schuster. George Kittle, Marvin Jones, Kaimi Fairburn, and then the Cowboys defense. So question marks around just in general, is Robbie Anderson going to be able to play? He's kind of been dealing with a calf injury. If he is, I think this is a runaway home run win for, for Gould. Nevertheless, I'm going to pick Gould to win this matchup. Yeah, we've already kind of talked about our enjoyment of Gould's lineup. When he plays us, we're going to hate it, but he has a very good lineup. We both kind of talked about how we didn't love Steve's lineup. It, yeah, so week one here, so far, all three picks were going with the same one. Um, just a reminder as well, and to the new people to the podcast, we're going to be keeping track of all of our picks throughout the entire regular season. And whoever has the most wins gets to enjoy watching the other person chug a full beer and then take a just a whipped cream pie directly to the face right afterwards. Um, who who won last year, Chris? I can't remember. Oh, you don't you don't. Oh, that was me, Chris. Can't remember. That, that was lovely. Just beer, boom, whipped cream directly yeah, in the face. A, it was an ice. You, you couldn't even yeah. breathe. So yeah, that, it was, was literally lovely. like I try and take a gasp of air and I get a gasp of whipped cream instead. <laughs> it wasn't ideal, but I so survived. yeah, we're both taking gold in this one, and that's the stakes for the season. That's why we're making our picks. Um, and yeah, so we're both going with Gould. Awesome. Okay, next we're going to do Cook Baker, Touchdown Maker versus Bolt Gang. Are you good with that? Absolutely. All right, the lineup. We got Baker Mayfield, Jordan Howard, James Conner, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Josh Gordon, Robbie Gould in the Bears defense. So that's Nolan's team versus Alex, who has Philip Rivers, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Zach Ertz, James White, Steven Goskowski in the Chargers defense. What do you think here, Adam? I think this is a very good matchup. I think it's very close. Anybody's game, really. 
Um, but I think I'm definitely leaning more towards the Bolt gang this week. Their matchups are a little bit better, I think. And I just think that Jackson will be able to maintain Kelsey down a little bit. Um, since Kelsey and Ertz are the two best tight ends, there's not going to be a huge difference in points there where both these guys are hoping to have a tight end advantage in all their other matchups. Yeah. I think this week it's going to be fairly close and it kind of cancels each other out. I'm not loving Nolan's wide receivers that much. Devontae Adams is incredible. Cooks, we'll see what happens. And just with Boyd, I just don't think Cincinnati's offense is going to be that good. So I, this is really close. It could go either way, but I'm going to go with the Bolt gang. Bolt gang? Okay, so just taking a look here. It's pretty sweet. We have a bunch of Thursday night players playing on both sides. Love it. So for Alex's team, we have Aaron Jones and Allen Robinson. And then on Nolan's side, we have Devontae Adams and the Bears defense. So that's kind of the first one that we've seen who has some big Thursday night implications here, which is pretty exciting. So kind of what I'm seeing, I think the Bears defense is going to have a good game against Green Bay. I do not think Devontae Adams is going to have that good of a game against Chicago's defense. I agree. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have that good of a game against Chicago's defense. And I do not think that Allen Robinson is going to have that good of a game against Green Bay's defense either. He might be better. Who knows? But I think Green Bay's defense is a lot better than people think. It's going to be a low-scoring game. So both these teams are not at a great advantage in that sense. That being said, I'm going to take Alex's team as well. I think right. it's more well-rounded here. Fair enough. I, yeah, I think the well-roundedness really, when it's this close, you got to take the more well-rounded team. Yeah. All right. And we have how many matchups here? One left or two? Uh, no, two left. All right. So we got Hard Men versus Scantling Clad. That would be Taylor versus Stu. Taylor's roster is Russell Wilson. David Johnson, Darius Geis, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, Evan Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Will Lutz, and the Broncos defense. Then we have Deshaun Watson, uh, Devontae Freeman, Carrion Johnson, Julian Edelman, Chris Godwin, Anthony Miller, Mark Andrews, Ezekiel Elliott, and Justin Tucker and the Ravens. Okay, so quite good players on both sides, I think, in general. It's good to see. Well, I want to see what we're going to see from Zeke coming back. He literally just got there. Is he going to get a lot of carries? Is he going to be regular Zeke, or is he going to be slow, fat, and uh, not ready to play yet? Who, honestly, who knows? Yeah, like he he was hiding that gut. That video came out. Yeah, he, literally he, when he you said that, I couldn't, usually, couldn't he's got agree the crop more. top up. He's showing the abs. He was had double layer of clothing. He was trying to hide that gut as much as possible. It's not like it was cold. No, it's, it's Dallas in the summer. It is hot. Yeah, exactly. He's hiding that gut, so I couldn't agree more there. So that can be scary. I think. His running backs in general early in the season are going to be in a good position with Devontae Freeman just being healthy right now because I don't know if he'll be able to hold that up. And I think uh, uh, on Johnson versus Arizona has a pretty good matchup too. Um, looking at this matchup here, we don't know if Stephon Diggs is going to play, which can hurt Taylor quite a bit. So I'm going to take... Um, who we got on the right? Scantlin Cloud. I'm going to take Stu's team because I actually think it's quite a good team. Damn. I did want to get some difference in this know, week that's... one because we're all going to the same here, but I'm on the same boat. I do think that Scantling Clad has the better outlook in this week, and I'm unfortunately going to have to follow that train and, and go with that one too. Hopefully the last one we get some difference. Yeah, I hope we do too. I hope we're not the exact same for week one if it is. When... And a week one doesn't seem to go the way you project anyways a lot of the time. Stuff can happen. But... That's true. So we got I Shower With My Socks. Frazier versus Fornicating Cousins Danny. In the last matchup, we got some Bluebell soccer boys going at it. So for Frazier's starting lineup, we got Matt Ryan, Derek Henry, David Montgomery, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Will Fuller, OJ Howard, Larry Fitz, Jake Elliott in the Jets defense versus Drew Brees, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, T.Y. Hilton, Christian Kirk, Colin Sutton, 
TJ Hawkinson, Chris Carson, Michael Bagley, and the Rams defense. What do you think, Adam? Um, <laughs> I think this is low key two of the worst teams in the league. I think this is I a match. This is a matchup here where it. Who knows? This could be their only win of the season. I, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to get. I don't want to get too crazy here, um, especially with all this AB stuff that's happening to my roster. But this is, I think, a really big week for both of these teams to get a win. Here would be massive for their season. It could be the difference in between getting a consolation bye. And being in that dilly playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're literally not even giving them an option for the playoffs. No, I was so in on Danny's team last year. I had him going to the championship. I, I just don't have that same confidence I had last year. Um, but saying all of that, I like Fournette versus KC. I like Kamara versus Houston. Um, I, I think I like Chris Carson versus Cincinnati. I do think that Danny's team will take it this week and he will get that first week win um i had told them they probably weren't gonna like what i had to say with their squads and this is where it's laying the hammer down I, <laughs> yeah. I, i'm just not confident Let them for know your season um but i actually have alex being the dilly winner this season that's my oh that's that my dark horse choice early before week one choice alex wins the dilly this year with fraser and danny being that consolation um before you pick who you think is going to win this week who do you have an idea of the roster that you think is going to be in that dilly or at least get that dilly this year? I think the only thing that's going to save Brandon's roster from the dilly mm. is Patrick Mahomes. That's I think the only thing that can save him because I really dislike his roster. That being said, Danny, I'm I'm not a big fan of your roster, so I'm I'm gonna give it to wow. you. Wow! Yeah. So there you go. I'm sorry. Solid. This is on the, this is on the spot a bit. Oh, yes, but that's fine. I yep. gotta do it. I'm sorry, Danny. So looking at your roster, Danny, I don't think TJ Hawkinson in his first week in the NFL is a guy that I want to want to start at tight end. It's a tough position to come into. Um, I think Will Fuller's healthy right now against New Orleans. Maybe he can do some damage here. Julio Jones, hopefully he can do something. I'm going to pick Frazier. There we I go. Wanna, I want something different. Thank you, Let's Chris. I do appreciate that. We got one difference here. So this, somebody will take the lead after week one. Yep. And it, like we said, this is like a bottom of the barrel bowl right here. And we'll see what happens. I, I hope that both you, I, I hope both you get the deal because I don't fucking want it actually. So yeah, I, I'm going to stop my conversation. I don't want to <laughs> do that well because I, I just don't. Um, now that's our matchups here. Chris, have anything else extra to say? No, I'm feeling good. I feel like week one, as far as the podcast goes, is in the books. And now we're getting ready to start for week one of actual football. Stuff matters on the yes. field now. It actually matters. Oh my gosh. I am so jacked up. Bears, Packers. Oh my goodness. It's going to be happening in like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. The podcast is running at about an hour and 13, is that? Yeah. So this will be perfect. Start it now. We'll have it up. We're going to let you know that it's up there. You watch it right now. Get it in before the kickoff. And hopefully you enjoyed it, boys. Amazing podcast. Can't wait to be back next week. Chris? Yeah, honestly, guys, thanks for listening. I can't wait for this regular season. I got a Bet365 account. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it, boys. <laughs> Degenerate gambler Chris here. All right. <laughs> awesome. Talk to you next week, boys. Fuck you, Brandon.